If there was a missing piece of information that is costing you money now or could cost you money in the future, when would you want to find out about it? Ideally, you would want to learn about it right now. It's best to learn these critical facts before you make any financial decisions because not knowing could have profound effects on your financial future. One of the best ways to make money is to avoid losing it in the first place. So we focus on all the missing facts to keep your money from falling through the cracks. And we engineer tax strategies to reduce burdens on your income. Welcome to the Roadmap to Retirement podcast with Ken New from Pinnacle Financial Wealth Management. As a fiduciary advisor, Ken focuses on creating individualized holistic plans rather than cookie cutter portfolios. Listen in as Ken and his guest experts explore key retirement and tax strategies that every pre-retiree should consider to reach their pinnacle. Now, onto the show. Looking for a new home can be exciting, but it can also be frustrating, especially if you want to live in a popular retirement state. A lack of available properties for sale is just one of the hurdles would-be buyers face right now. Ken News guests know those issues all too well. Bill and Val Fillmore of the Fillmore Dreams team with Hoven Real Estate help clients negotiate the twists and turns of the journey to owning a home in an attractive destination for retirees or for those just wanting more sunshine. Ken, tell us more. Well, you know what they say about real estate. It's location, location, location. And we certainly have the location for real estate here in Florida, but with big challenges there's a limited inventory out there, a limited affordable property, bidding wars, competitions. So we also have pretty high homeowners insurance. Property taxes are high. So these are challenges, not only for retirees, but also for all home buyers and business owners as well. So let's dive into the topic with us today from the Hoban Real Estate Group, Bill and Val Fillimore. So, Bill, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Ken. Yeah, it's um, so we're a team, really, Fillmore Dreams team with the Hoven Real Estate team. We are headquartered uh, in Brevard County, really, you know, kind of working the entire county. We specialize kind of in, in northern Melbourne, so Melbourne, Vieira, that area. But we cover the entire Space Coast all the way from Mims down to Malabar. Uh, it's a what? Wonderful place to live. We get to see all the wildlife that goes with being in Florida and being on the coast. And we get to live with rocket launches on a regular basis. So lots of fun being here. And uh, as you said earlier, I mean, location's a big part of what real estate is. And it's an exciting industry because every day is a different, different game for us. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been in real estate here in Florida or real estate in general? I'm sure you didn't grow up being a real estate guy. So tell us a little bit about your, uh, your early history. Yeah, sure. Be glad to. So um, I started off in the management kind of world. So corporate management uh, had a nice career working in a number of different industries, but primarily in customer focused uh, positions. When COVID hit uh, a number of years ago and the, the pandemic took out a lot of businesses, mine was one of those. And so at the time, Val had been in real estate for quite a few years and managed to talk me into joining her, which she may regret today, but certainly it was, you know, she was very persuasive at the time. 
And uh, so I've been in it for, this is my third year. I think Val is now in her sixth or seventh year. Ah, terrific. Well, let's flip over to Val then. Val, tell us a little bit about uh, your real estate history and what got you and Bill together as a team. (laughs) Well, I had been in corporate for about 30 something years and knew that I always wanted to, um, when heading into retirement, I wanted a, a position where I could have my own schedule and sort of run my own business. And I had always decided that real estate was going to be my focus towards the end of my corporate career. So I jumped into real estate full-time and that was about six years ago, approximately. And as Bill said, when COVID hit, I definitely convinced him to join me because he really was great about handling all the marketing aspects and some of the areas that are more of his expertise. So if now we're both working full time and and we love it, it's just fun together. We have our own schedule. We can uh, travel when we want to and and uh, it's it's just fun. We just have a good time working together. Yeah, that's one of the awesome things about being your own boss. You can pick and it choose is. your times and spend to get time together. And uh, but let's get into this crazy real estate market that we have here in in Florida. What what are you guys seeing right now? Maybe you can go first, Val. Well, you know, you mentioned the inventory is low currently, which is true. We um, back when. Uh, eight months, eight to 12 months ago, it was absolutely crazy. And we were seeing all these one person vying for all these different or 10 to 100 people vying for the same home. And there was so much going on at the time. And now it's slowed down quite a bit. Inventory is low, but we're still seeing prices continue to climb, just not as fast as they did eight to 12 months ago. Sellers we're finding are more willing to negotiate. So there's a little more breathing room now when purchasing a property or when selling a home. You know, if you put your home on the market now, it's and it's a good property and it's really in good shape and it's priced right. It typically sells quickly. Um, it's not uncommon for a home to be on the market approximately 60 days now, um, where before it might be less than six hours. <laughs> so okay. it's been a real, a real huge change. Big difference. Yeah, that actually is does surprise me. I uh, had still heard, you know, how you hear around, oh, yeah, that house sold so fast, or, you know, they're so uh, high priced, um, yet they're still being bought. And that, isn't that the oddity of it is that the prices continue to go up and they're still selling and it's supposed to, you know, maybe the market's supposed to be slowing down, but not so much here in Florida. Ken, if I can jump in for a sec, just, just, sorry, Val, just a couple of numbers there. Yeah. When we are in a balanced market in uh, Brevard County, there's somewhere around 3,500 to 4,000 properties of all kinds. So that would be land, condo, townhome, single family home. When we were at the very tightest inventory during COVID, we get down to around seven or 800 properties across that. 
Now we're sitting at around 2,400. So still considerably tighter than what a balanced market would be, but looser than it was during the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. All right. So does that mean builders need to come in and develop more property? Are we just uh, getting so many people moving into the area that uh, they get snapped up so fast? Uh, what would it take to get that inventory back up? I think there's a, a couple of things that I would comment on. One, there is a lot of building going on, but the pace with which it's going on, for example, if you walked on to a new builder site today, fell in love with the place, made an offer, it was accepted, and you're doing everything you can to kind of expedite things, you're a minimum of about a year away on a non-spec home, maybe as long as 18 months. But it takes a long time for builders to generate inventory that's available. Mm-hmm. Secondly, and I think this is the big one in Florida, a lot of people bought homes and had mortgages at pretty good rates, right? So think back in the three, three and a half, four percent rate. So if you would normally be a client that would be thinking about moving today, but you have a three percent mortgage, you're not likely to make that move. You're going to talk yourself into staying because you don't want to pick up a six, six and a half, maybe even a seven percent mortgage today. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. Those rates were so low before that right. maybe people are just kind of stuck where they're at. It'll be an interesting one to watch. I mean, Val was talking uh, the other day to somebody who was kind of sharing that, you know, they initially when they saw the jump, they got nervous about it. But then when they realized, when they look back over the course of their time as homeowners, Often they had seen mortgages in that kind of an area. 6% is not a terrible mortgage rate. It's just terrible compared to the 3% we saw a year ago, year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what do you think the the future looks like? What's the next year or two in the residential real estate market look like? And that's a tricky one, right? Because you're trying to outguess the market. And it's kind of like... Yeah, Matt, ask him for that... that uh, that uh, look into the crystal ball and what's going to happen out there. And of course, a lot of it has to do with economics. And if the rates come down, I would suspect that would, uh, you know, create some opportunities that would uh, not exist today if rates continue to stay high. But so what, uh, I I mean, we, we need more housing in, in Florida. We do. We do. And we need more affordable housing and we need, different options. And and I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. One of the things I think we're seeing is as as we kind of come out of the pandemic era, lots of families kind of reunited. So you got multi-generational families living together and trying to do all that under one roof may be a challenge, especially if you were in a, a home that was designed as an open concept. And so you start to think about where can you know, a a senior go, where can a student who's returned home for a while go? And so there's all sorts of conversations around things like building multi-generational homes that have an apartment suite kind of built into the home or the possibility of of what's called an accessory dwelling unit or an ADU, which think of it as a tiny home built in the backyard, so to speak, of a single family home. So it's a place where somebody can live, they have their own space, it may be a small one, and obviously can access the family because they're right there. So I think you may see some trends like that for the future. There's no doubt that as our population ages, and we're certainly doing that, and specifically in Florida, 
you're seeing a lot more of the, the new builds are looking to accommodate that from ground zero. So it may not be sold to a senior today, but it may be purchased by a senior in 10 years. And so having things like uh, zero entry shower, uh, front door, no, no door sill, those kinds of things that allow people to age in place, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah, those are uh, those are great solutions. I'm, I've heard different people talking about that whole concept of building another small home on the property, especially yep. if they've got a little bit of land. And I guess it just becomes a zoning issue or you know something like that that has to be overcome. Uh, do you know anything about that part of it? No, not enough to be helpful, more, more dangerous. I, d I do know that in a number of the counties, those kinds of things are being reviewed by the permitting departments. And I think will probably come before, you know, county and city councils, et cetera, over the next little while. It's a necessary change because we're not going to catch up in terms of building enough new homes that meet the affordable housing need. So this kind of a thing allows you to be multi-generational, gets you affordable housing, and it can do it quickly. In many cases, they're prefabbed, right? They can be customized, but at least they're partially underway. It's easy to get it up and running, you know, inside of a few months. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about that uh, option for a lot of people because uh, no doubt that the younger generations will be taking care of the older generations, and we have a lot of that going on here in Florida, and so it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. Well, and, and Brevard in particular is growing so quickly due to the growth of the port and the space programs. I mean, it's just incredible to, to watch and be part of that. So it's no doubt that we need a lot more housing. Yeah, absolutely. Our jobs market here is... Uh, I mean, plenty of jobs and not enough people. And then, of course, need people to have housing. And and you're so right. I mean, the, I think the port is now one of the top ones in the nation. And then not to mention what's going on out at Kennedy Space Center. And yeah. right. So lots and lots going on there. And along with all that, of course, some of the costs of owning real estate uh, in <laughs> our county and here in Florida and I know there's a world of difference in many cases between South Florida and Central Florida, but you know, our homeowners insurance is going up here in this area. And it seems like each time a person buys a new home, there's all these things that are going on like, well, you need a new roof or you need to update this or different kinds of wind mitigation stories. And so what does it look like in terms of the costs of own real estate here, both homeowners insurance as well as property taxes? Well, we, we definitely, Bill and I keep close ties with local insurance agents to understand how the laws uh, changing affects what's happening in the marketplace. We feel that's very critical. For example, I'm sure you remember the Surfside condo tragedy. Oh yeah. It's that, you know, created some new laws to be set into to motion that are in place now for our own safety. But with that, it drives up the HOA costs due to inspections and different changes that need to be made in some of these buildings and increased insurance costs, of course. So it's important for us to stay and the, the 
buyers and sellers to stay knowledgeable and be able to keep watch on changes in the marketplace and look for competitive insurance quotes. And I mean, we recommend to our homeowners to look at your insurance annually to make sure that you're covered and nothing has changed or if it has changed, what is affecting your costs. So I think that's, that's key. It's very important to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the cost of home ownership here in Florida continues to go up because of the homeowners insurance. In fact, companies just leaving the state and citizens being the, the insurance of last resort. And so there's, you know, all these constrictions around that, but it doesn't seem like there's really, I mean, look, we're, we're in an environmental conversation about what, uh, what might be the natural disasters and it's difficult for insurance companies to measure that and stay ahead of it. And it seems like those homeowners insurances, uh, you know, are just on an upward trajectory. It, it does. And I think there's, you know, I guess it's the price you pay for being in Florida to some degree. And I don't mean that in a, in a flippant way, but you know, the, the beauty, I guess, again, saying that a strange way, of a hurricane is that you know it's coming, right? So you can take steps to prepare. And I'm thinking in comparison to things like the tornadoes that you might see in the in the Midwest, et cetera. And there's things that you can do to harden your home to give you a better insurance position, i.e. going to uh, shutters versus impact windows versus you know the old accordion shutters. All of those allow you to drive your insurance costs down against the catastrophic stuff, but you still have increase in cost of living to accommodate. You have increases in your cost to operate your car. All of those things are driving us along with the housing market to that point where it, it's, you have to be a smart shopper and you have to be working with, you know, hopefully Val and I professionals that help, can help you understand what you really need in a marketplace. And you have to be realistic about where we are today. And a, a great example would be if you look to buy a home in early 2020 versus you know 2023, the prices are dramatically higher. They climbed over 20% annually here in the Brevard market. Some areas a little less, some areas a little more. You can't get a $300,000 home uh, today, get the same home for three hundred thousand. You're you're going to be four hundred in somewhere in that range is where you have to set your expectation as you shop through. And I think our job is to help you understand that. Our job is to help you figure out what's really important. Do I really need a two car garage? Do I really need a third bathroom? Do I need that square footage? If it's a retirement situation, there's only two of you, do you need four bedrooms? Is three enough? Is two enough? Those are the kinds of questions I think we work with trying to figure out our customers' lifestyles. A better question for me when I think about asking somebody, you know, what kind of a home are they looking for rather than say how many bedrooms or how many square foot feet do you need? It's really about what's an evening look like when you're at home? What's a weekend look like when you're coming and going and shopping and doing things like that and help build a profile for them that helps them to understand what, what makes it work for them in a home. And then let's go find that home for them. And it may be, it's time to look at condos or townhomes, duplexes, not just single family homes. 
where the maintenance issues are somewhat covered and taken care of for you. Makes your lifestyle a little easier, especially if you don't want to be up on a roof, you know, in your 60s or 70s. Yeah, not very advisable, right? I don't want to be up there. I don't think any 40-year-old wants to be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know it. Well, I, I think that's a great uh, transition, really. I typically work with retirees, and uh, they typically have their homes paid off. And, you know, what's such a challenge for them now is what if they're trying to downsize? Yeah. Uh, what would you say to someone who's retired, the kids are out of the home, and they find themselves with that four-bedroom, three-bath home, two, maybe three garages, and maybe one of the higher end homes and their thought is, is how can I transition to something that's more appropriate for our lifestyles now? Because we want to lock the door. We want to get on that cruise ship. Like Val was talking about a minute ago, where we want to go out and cruise or we want to fly somewhere. And uh, so how can you help our retirees with that kind of scenario? I'm going to throw that one to Val because she is the queen of downsizing. Okay, Val, it's all <laughs> you. How do we I downsize like, our retirees? I know. I feel like I've done that a lot. And I think, um, you know, we've worked with a lot of retirees that have been doing that lately. And it's an interesting to see people go from a 3,000, 3,500 square foot home to about 14 or 15. I have... 14 or 1500 square feet. I have a client right now in that situation. And next year they're moving to, they said it a thousand square feet or less. They don't want the upkeep. So, but I think to prepare for that, you really have to go through your home and decide what you really need. You know, you can't keep everything when you move and downsize, or you're going to feel awfully squeezed into that home. So I think it's hard for people, though, because I'm finding that it's really an emotional issue to eliminate items. It's it's funny how emotionally attached we are to to things in our home. And I have experienced that myself and trying to downsize. But, you know, I think it's just going through room by room and deciding where do I really want to be and what do I need and do I want maintenance-free living and not worry about a roof if I live in a townhome that's new or someone else taking care of the yard and the pool or do I even want a pool anymore? How much do I use that pool? So I think you really have to ask some hard questions. Yeah. So what are you seeing out there? What's the what's the natural tendency? Somebody with the with the big home, a lot of equity, paid off homes typically and um, they're wanting to, you know, pull that money out and get into a, a little bit different lifestyle, a downsize, if you will. Uh, they're, they're also aging. And so is there that happy medium between uh, acquiring something that uh, not only can help them with their lifestyle, but maybe be a transition? So if they needed care in the home, they could prepare for that as well. I think there are a lot of options. I think some of the 55 plus communities offer amenities that people are starting to enjoy instead of, you know, I mean, I know love people love to travel, as you mentioned, but they also are looking for the gym to keep up with their fitness. They're looking for 
a pool so that they can take their grandkids over to the community pool instead of having a pool in their backyard. So I, th I think Brevard is offering some great options of maintenance-free living, which of course, Bill and I love right now because that's what we would prefer. Yeah, and I also see that uh, some of the new newer, I should say, uh, subdivisions that are popping up are actually being built with the whole idea of renting uh, yes. versus yep. uh, just selling to someone. And uh, do you see that trend? And uh, and what's that like here in our community? So it's just starting to take off would be kind of my take on it today. There's been a couple of new build areas that were bought by a couple of large equity companies and they've turned them into, or are turning them into, sorry, what will be a rental community. And uh, DR Horton is building one uh, just off of I-95 and Ellis Road that they're referring to as, you're gonna love this because I haven't quite cracked the code on, as a horizontal home rental community. So it's all one story. Nothing's going to be two stories, right? So you think about taking away the stairs and all that kind of good stuff. I think it'll be interesting to see where it heads because I don't, my guess is anyway, Ken, I may be off on this one, that most retirees that have paid off their home aren't going to want to move into rental. If they're downsizing, they're likely, if they're doing the transition, doing what Val's talking about in the 55 plus, in a villa or a townhome or even a duplex that still has a bit of a single family feel, feel to it. But in reality, kind of gives you the security of what would be a condo kind of an environment. Well, it, time will tell. It's another one of those trends that we're kind of looking at and going, not sure yet. Well, the and the whole idea is uh, we're living so much longer than previous generations. Right. And this transition is seems like it's a, a phase you know, we go from the big house because we started out in a starter home, got to a big house. Now we're downsizing to smaller homes. And uh, in some cases, having a home here in Florida, which is a wonderful thing. And then maybe a summer home up in the mountains somewhere. And sure. uh, so, you know, that's that's a, a nice lifestyle for a lot of people as well. So everything seems to be on the table out there. Any other variations of that that you guys know of you'd like to share? Not that I can think of right now. Yeah. Okay. Val, how about for you? No, I can't. I can't think of anything. I, I know we have some some new developments that offer so many amenities that people are um, looking for now. That especially people that move in from out of town that are retiring. I think they're just looking for that live maintenance free golf pool whatever other fun things I can do and not, you know, kind of have a worry-free lifestyle. You know, yeah. thinking of it that way, there's, there's uh, certainly pockets of the, the kind of live work play uh, developments. I'm thinking kind of South Florida in the Jupiter area in Abacoa, where you could, you know, you had your condo apartment, what have you on top of a business in a small city center, all walkable to restaurants and shopping and things like that. Wouldn't shock to see that. And you feel a little bit of that in Vieira over by the Avenue Town Center in the development of new restaurants are coming on there and some different marketplaces. 
that I think might be exciting. So that may work as well. I, but I do want to build on something Val said about the 55 plus. If I'm moving to Florida and I want to live in a 55 plus uh, and I'm coming from somewhere up north, I'm leaving my network behind to a large degree. So the beauty of the 55 plus is it has a built-in community for you and a place to go to be part of that community, i.e. the clubhouses, the fitness facilities, the pool areas, et cetera, where it becomes very easy and quick to make friends. And often those are very walkable neighborhoods. So they get you out and introducing yourself to your neighbors in that fashion too. Yeah, that's a great point. I think it's all about the lifestyle and living sure. those, uh, those golden years, the way that uh, it, it's stimulating that way and interacting with right. others is certainly part of it. Right. Well, wealth of information about the, the residential real estate market. We've covered a lot of base there. Do you guys deal with the commercial real estate at all business owners? Yeah, absolutely. We do. So we will, you know, the home buying process for anybody is, is at the root. It's the same, but I think how we approach things with business owners tends to be a little bit different, for example, than a new home buyer versus somebody that's a retiree. And so they tend to be on a much shorter and tighter schedule. They tend to be a little more analytical because they're approaching it from that kind of business perspective. Their uh, need for financing, uh, if they're looking for a mortgage, then there's all sorts of, re not restrictions, but different realities about how you get a hold of that money, i.e., you're not just showing them your tax return from the last couple of years and proving you're, you're working as an employee, but rather now you're happy to show corporate kind of taxes and all that stuff. So it's a little more complex. It takes a little more guidance on our part, but it's really about a different set of topics in some ways than, again, a new home buyer or a retiree. Uh, and their marketplace today is you know, they're looking at an uncertain financial future too. I think right now, everybody's kind of a little nervous mm -hmm. and I think uh, they're very cautious about how they buy a home. Uh, the same as they were when they decided to invest in their business. Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone has that, uh, that overlying, what is the future going to be like? Right. Yeah. And it's so difficult to, I mean, we want things to be in black and white, know what the future looks like, but I think there's one trend that we can all be fairly sure of, and that is we need more housing here in Florida yep. and particularly here in central Florida. So you guys are going to be uh, busy, busy bees for the next uh, several years, the next five to 10, if you plan on doing it that way, right? We like and that. We do plan you. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think overall real estate in Florida still will continue to have challenges. I mean, we're, it seems like we're one big natural disaster away from having, you know, higher costs across the board. And we didn't really touch on flood insurance, but that's a hot topic these days. It seems sure. like as well, another one of those challenges that uh, seems to creep up, not to mention just the overall affordability. We're a desirable place to come to. And uh, because of that, uh, that desire, because of that, uh, that demand, the prices continue to go up. So it looks to me like uh, people are going to need the professional help that you guys have displayed here in our conversation for many years to come. Any final words from you guys? 
Um, yeah, I'd like, you know, thank you, obviously, for the time today. You know, we certainly have enjoyed the, the chat. And, you know, if anybody's listening and wants to get a hold of us, they can uh, check our website out at fillmoredreams.com. Uh, and on that site, they're, you know, they're able to not only search for a home if they were looking to buy in Brevard County, but also do some research if they have a home they want to sell. We list all our partners on there and certainly have the ability to do mortgage calculations. And we have a blog. So it's kind of a full service website. It gives you all the good stuff and, and doesn't get you out there and getting contacted by thousands of people because you've been on, you know, one of the big dot com, realtor.com or Zillow or something. So a little more privacy. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Also, we have emails, uh, val.fillmoredreams at gmail.com or bill.fillmoredreams at gmail.com. Best ways to get us either one of those or through the website itself. Well, terrific. Yeah. Yeah. So great presentation. Glad to hear from you talking about real estate here. I'm sure there's many retirees and uh, homeowners that would love to engage with you and learn more about buying real estate here. I know our retirees are challenged and uh, any of those retirees out there, you can reach me, pinnaclefinancialwealthmanagement.com. And the number is 321-454-3623. Talk to Jenny Giroux, 321-454-3623. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for listening to the Roadmap to Retirement podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.pinnaclefinancialwealthmgmt.com or give us a call at 321-454-3623. Securities offered through Center Street Securities, Inc., CSS, a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Center Street Securities Advisors, CSA, a SEC-registered investment advisor. Pinnacle Financial Wealth Management, CSS, and CSA are independent entities. Discussions are meant to be general in nature and may not be suitable for all investors. Please consult a tax professional regarding any tax implications.